0: Friend and inspiration, Casey Quinlan, returns from five days in the hospital. Casey authors and produces a podcast. Healthcare is Hilarious. I sponsor Healthcare is Hilarious. Since this bit of fun with stage 4 metastatic cancer, Casey lacks the energy to maintain her weekly delivery schedule, so I'm recording our exchanges. Casey can use them to keep her fans and followers up to date. Why do I cross-post this dialogue? Well, I never record conversations with people in the throes of their health challenges on this podcast, so why not take the opportunity when it appears? Who has that kind of energy when they're down? Remember those two C's I've spoken about in the past? The three T's and two C's of best health? trust time talk control and connection when you feel like crap control and connection take a hit by their very nature hospitals and feeling like crap eat control and connection for lunch Welcome to Health Hats, the podcast. I'm Danny Van Leeuwen, a two-legged cisgender old white man of privilege who knows a little about a lot of health care and a lot about very little. We will listen and learn about what it takes to adjust to life's realities in the awesome circus of health care. Let's make some sense of all of this.
1: So, you're home. Why'd you go in? I had not grasped this because you onboard a lot of information when you end up in a situation like, oh, let's say a stage four cancer thing. There lots of information aimed at your head. I do like to think that I retain a lot of it, but it doesn't all stick. Yes. And I don't know that I've gotten the memo that somewhere around 25% of the people who end up on the drug that I'm on. Which is a Pfizer drug that's specific to hormone-positive breast cancer, particularly recurrence and later stage. They start you with a dosage of 100 milligrams, and it looks like that dosage is too high for me. Okay. And the the about 25 percent, I think, or at least this is the information that I've grokked so far. About 25 percent of us who end up on this medication end up with some kind of gi gastrointestinal impacts and it can go in either direction either you know plug you up or not i was dehydrated i called 911 no one had to do that for me i did it for myself because i knew that i was in trouble this wasn't getting it wasn't getting any better it was getting worse i did not know that it was going to be 5 days four nights or whatever it was But comes the EMS crew and out the door. And I was there. That's how long I was there. And prior to my landing in the hospital, we'd been chasing, when I say we, like everybody, had been chasing the fact that my blood pressure was really low to the degree that she's still alive. And also chasing blood mineral levels that were way out of whack, I was pretty sure in the parts of my brain that were still online and working on the cognitive side, I was pretty sure that I was going to spend at least a night in the hospital, particularly around calcium uh, and magnesium and, you know, just everything was completely jacked. That When I had gone in to the oncology center for infusions, it had nothing to do with chemo. I'm not on a chemo, classic chemo regimen, but I would go in and get hydrated and also get a mineral infusion. So the bottom line is they're changing the dosage on the medication I'm on, the cancer medication from hundred milligrams to 75. When that arrives, I'll start taking it again. For now, I'm not. You're not on it at all. I'm not on but that's it. Yeah. it, it, it the, the cadence on this drug is three weeks. You take it for three weeks and then seven days off, and then okay. three weeks and then seven days off. Like old school birth control pills. <laughs> anyway. Or maybe birth control pills are still that way. I don't know. I'm old. It's been a minute since I had to worry about pregnancy risk. Anyway. Um But I am old enough to remember before Eisenstadt v. Baird, so I have stories. But my next appointment conversation with my oncologist is Tuesday, a virtual visit, and we'll discuss the dosage.
0: Casey knew she was out of whack and called 911. Typically, the ABCs, airway, breathing, circulation, pain, and disorientation cause malfunction. Ideally, hospitalization provides a bridge to returning function. For Casey, the malfunctions were dehydration, that's circulation, and pain. I wonder how much of the first few hours she remembers before she was rehydrated with IV fluids. So you also were having a lot of pain, right?
1: Yes. Mobility has been a a never-ending unicorn since I started dealing with what seemed to be a return of spinal problems that I've had for Mm -hmm. sciatica, you know, et cetera. But I was chasing that from since August of last year, when it seemed as though I had tweaked myself somehow on my birthday, as I went over a dune down in the Outer Banks, because it was my birthday and the beach and let's (laughs) go play. So I did. And the next day, I woke up and just felt tweaky in in my lower back and my right hip. And so from August of last year until a lumbar MRI revealed metastatic cancer in my spine, it was what, seven months of chasing this as a, you know, spine Mm -hmm. ortho issue. And, but, you know, lots of warning signs there because there's plenty of evidence. People could go and listen to me tell that story. but. Uh, so no matter what I did, whether it was swimming yeah. or physical therapy or whatever, right. all the things that had previously helped me recover from back problems made it worse. And this, this makes no sense. This makes no sense. And as a result, we discovered that, no, it doesn't make any sense because that's not what's going on. What's going on is you have metastatic cancer. Oh, that makes everything much clearer, but now we're chasing a whole other problem. So when you went to the hospital, was your pain managed at home or not? It wasn't like not managed at all, but what I was taking, I had been on five milligrams of Oxy, just a tablet, Oxy, every as needed. And then the palliative care bunch, Bumped that up to 10 milligrams every three hours and just again a tablet. But in the hospital, the last couple of days I was there, they switched me to a 10 milligram, 12 hour extended release. That turns out to be, at least so far, that's been. The, because it's, I can now actually get up and walk with my walker. Okay, that was oh. you know, I could take a couple steps before, but it was not pretty. And yeah. now it's still. It's not like I'm doing a Rockettes kick line. Do not mistake me. But getting back in the pool is something that seems possible now. Yes. Whereas until a couple of weeks ago, that was not feeling like it was on the list of shit you right. could end up doing. So so you're.
0: When I talked to you briefly when you just got home, you were committed to not leaving the house for a few days.
1: No, how's for two that? Weeks. Two a weeks. Week. Oh, two, two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. And, well, okay, that's working. So I'm just, I'm going to be 100% that bitch. And it's just, nope, I am not leaving the house until whatever day that is. What? The, after the 10th of July, I will entertain the idea that I might actually go out, go down the stairs and get in the car and go somewhere. Okay. But until then, baby, don't play. Okay. And the reason why I know that this works or can work or does work is that the home health lash up that I have available to me. And I will now take a short break to mention the fact that I recognize my privilege, deeply recognize my privilege. As an old person who elected to go with Original Medicare, not that Medicare Advantage managed care mess, but Original Medicare, I had a broker work with me to pick the right plan for me, and it just but knowing all of that, all, yeah, I didn't have yeah. to pay the broker. The insurer, the people who sell the supplements or whatever, pay the the broker. Most elders, the people who are aging into uh, Medicare, don't know that this kind of stuff is available to them as services, help, guidance, consulting, pick one. But because I mean, I knew this. So anyway, I have really good Medicare. we will put it that way. And not that it pays for every last little thing. It will not pay all of the ambulance that brought me home on Saturday. But again, grateful for privilege. I am a I'm in a position to be able to pay that It'll probably be six hundred to a thousand bucks. Wow. You know, but it's fine. I can do that. And yeah. I am grateful that I'm in the position to be able to do that because that way when I got home, I didn't have to navigate the stairs. Right. They brought me into the apartment. They didn't have to carry me to my bed. Right. They got me in the door. Right. And then once I got in the door, I'm here. I got my walker. I got, and don't get between me and the shower. That would have been a life-threatening move if you got between the door and the shower that day, because I set a land speed record. Mm-hmm. And, you know, showering, like a regular shower schedule is mm-hmm. important to me. I like yeah. bathing. bathing. It's totally a thing here. We like the bathing.
0: You know Casey's feeling better because she can appreciate her privilege.
1: How are your spirits? Compared to a week and a half ago, it's like, I feel like me again. Not yeah. 100 I'm not at 100%. I'm at about, right. I'd say probably 75. Oh, well. But, you know, but somewhere around. not bad. It. And yesterday, we had home health. Let me, I'll wrap up the not leave the house for two weeks. Oh, okay. Even medical bunch wants me to get blood work or have a physical exam or whatever. Send home health. Mm -hmm. If they can do that. And the the care transitions bunch at the hospital contacted me or the nurses or the NPs and said, we really want you to see your primary now that you're out of the hospital. And I said, since I'm not leaving the house, how about we figure that one out? And she said, how about I send Dispatch Health, which is the physician assistant NP bunch that comes and can do medical. When I say medical procedures, phlebotomy, they also do you know physical exams, et cetera. Right. So she said, I can send Dispatch Health. And I said, they know where I am. They've been here before. Mm-hmm. And that that got sorted out. And then on the flip side, because I still like being able to be helpful and do what I do as the work that we both do is that when my palliative care team called me, it was when Dispatch Health was here doing the physical exam. And I said, hey, that Dispatch Health is here doing my post-discharge physical exam to make sure I'm all good. And the palliative care nurse was like, they do that? I'm like, yeah. She said, that's really useful information. I said, put it in the book. Put it in the book with the logistics of the stuff for your patients, because this is invaluable. But anyway, it's like knowing that these services are available. And again, I live in an area. I'm not out in the middle of frickin' nowhere. I live on the bridge of urban to suburban. And I'm surrounded by a big academic medical center here, hospitals out, hot and cold running hospitals. We got doctors out the wazoo here. It's not Boston or New York, but it's damn close. If you're going to get sick, this ain't a bad place to. do Because there's a,
0: a variety of services available to you.
1: Yeah, and and it's and and in some ways they comp- when I say competing, it's like there's not just one place that does it. And I um, see. Okay, young, right, you, right. You can figure out like the ones that are the one that you like the most. Or, yes. You know.
0: Okay. You sound like I, I spoke to you briefly, like one word when you were in the hospital. And now you seem more um, alive. More me. Yeah. You know. yeah, And that you're, you have some energy.
1: Yeah. By the way, as of today, pot is legal in this state. Oh, well, and, congratulations. Um, you know, yeah. That's in the mix. Okay. I had bought a uh, vape that does both uh, essence and oil and flour. Okay. An hour, and I hadn't really, I hadn't been using it, but now recognizing that one of the things that is going to be on my task list is side effects management, not just me, but side effects management, understanding that appetite enhancement is probably going to be on that list of things I need to do for myself. Weed is a very good munchy trigger. And you've <laughs> so lost a bunch that- of weight. Yeah, I've lost probably somewhere between forty and fifty pounds. Yeah, um, yeah, I can tell. And which on? Um, not as though I not as though losing weight is a bad thing if you are a large person. I wasn't huge, but certainly no one would ever describe me as skinny. It's like at this point, I I want to regain strength, but not necessarily put the weight back on.
0: What kind of exercise routine are you having when you say? When you say that, how are you doing that? Well, right Spray. now,
1: what I'm doing is getting up and walking using my walker. Okay,
0: that's, well, that's, that's good. The,
1: and I, in addition to having home health, dispatch health, whatever, I also have physical therapy and occupational therapy, okay. PT and OT, Yeah, coming to help me with PT, with exercising and moving. Yeah. And OT just with, okay, how are things appliance-wise, etc. cetera. And yes. all of that's covered. They can help me. But so when the OT human was here yesterday, one of the things that we did was we went in the kitchen. I ended up making dinner last night for the first time in... I saw your
0: picture on Twitter.
1: Probably like a month or more. Did um, I see asparagus on that plate? No, actually, it wasn't asparagus. It was peas. But what I oh, did okay. was, it was it was penne, chicken breast, some Italian um, salami uh-huh. and peas with okay. uh, parmesan and a little olive oil and garlic. Because oh, how nice. like. And and there's enough that we have leftovers for dinner tonight. I will add some really good pesto, jarred pesto from Italy to what's already there. So I don't have to go and cook the whole thing again. It's yes. you know, more like, but I will admit that I may have been more enthusiastic about my capabilities yesterday uh, as far as being able to get up and move around and whatever. Okay. I may have overdone a tiny bit yes. m- because my low back is a little sore today. Is yes. And that's, but not, it's not like, oh my God, I, I hurt myself. It's more like, oh, okay. I was so excited about the idea that I could move around, but I yeah. may have moved around 5% more than I really ought to. Yeah. Have, but that's fine.
0: So um, coming out of the hospital, it's hard to re-equilibrate
1: Right capability,
0: and you're over. You're likely to overshoot the mark.
1: Yeah, know what your capacity is. Yeah, I don't. Certainly didn't do myself a dis.
0: Now, a word about our sponsor, Abridge. Use Abridge to record your doctor visit. Push the big pink button and record the conversation. Read the transcript or listen to clips when you get home. Check out the app at abridge.com, A-B-R-I-D-G-E.com, or download it on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Record your healthcare conversations. Let me know how it went.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, yesterday I also spent a good bit of time at the desk, and one of the things that I do for actual Yankee dollar is I package or produce, depending on you know what the ask is, I package podcasts for Wiley, the uh, publisher. Okay. And for, for medical societies. And the two that I work on right now, one is for the American College of Emergency Physicians, and I just package that, and mostly I do a transcript and it it Throw the front end of the. I think you don't hear me on that. You don't hear my voice. And then there's the Otolaryngologists, the International Forum of Allergy and Rhinology, and there's podcast Scope It Out that's been going for over a decade now, and I produce that and do the voiceover at the front and back end and mm-hmm. you know put together their you know billboards and do but, the show notes and stuff like that. I don't, well, no, I just turned that. I just turn in the okay. audio file. I you know, okay. don't show notes for that. I've got a stack oh. of four, three now because I finished one yesterday, but I've got a stack of a total of four for the emergency physician bunch. And one of the reasons I love doing stuff like this is that I learn things and get to find out what's going on in, on the doctor side of the stethoscope. And this that got started like for almost a decade, close to a decade, I did the hospital medicine stuff for the Society of Hospital Medicine. So the hospitalists? Yeah, the hospitalists. Bob Walker and SHM took that back in house. In other words, Wiley didn't have the contract after I want to say it was like four years ago or so. But anyway, I did it for a number of years. A podcast, a couple of podcasts a month, and also started doing videos. But I learned a massive amount just listening to reading about yes, yes. coming up with the topics good, and good reaching out to the experts and interviewing them and then packaging it together. It's like, this is how I know shit. And being a journalist, it's coming up with, I don't know that much, but I'm going to read up on it and then I'll to come up. I'll come up with five uh, questions that seem intelligent to me and then we'll talk. And, yeah. you know, and I always share. Oh, that's questions.
0: great. I appreciate that Casey uses podcasting as an opportunity to learn I use podcasting as a chance to listen, think, and craft connections. So that's connections between people and ideas. How was it um, being on the receiving end of hospitalists when you were at the hospital?
1: I I can't say that I got hospitalisted to a fairly well by any stretch. There was one hospitalist, a, a woman who came and was there a few times. Yeah, And she did what she needed to do. And I think she was the one that put me on the the extended release pain med. Okay. So that was thumbs up to the hospital crew doing that. And in concert with the palliative care and the onc team, because my palliative care and my oncology team also came to see me in the hospital. Oh, they did. So how did
0: you, what was
1: your view of the coordination of care then? It was on me. But none of that is a surprise. It's like knowing that the person in the bed or the person who's in the room with the person in the bed needs to be the care coordinator or participate Uh. in care coordination. It's you just got to know that going in. And it's not as though there will be no care coordination if you don't do that. The yawning gaps happen when the people on the receiving end aren't paying as much attention as the people on the dispensing end. It always seemed to me like as a nurse or
0: whatever, is that it was so much to ask. You don't get in the hospital unless you're pretty messed up. And it's really hard to focus uh, because you're just gazing at your navel because you're in misery. So
1: did you have... I will say that the first couple days... yeah. I was, I just was, again, I'm just on the receiving end. I was just on the receiving end. Yeah. Not as though I wasn't like listening or paying attention or able to onboard what they were telling me, saying to me, et cetera. Right. Let's say Monday night and Tuesday night into Wednesday, I was just a lump. But as of, you know, Wednesday, I was still on a liquid diet, a chicken broth, et cetera. As like, I think it was Wednesday dinner, they put me back on solid food and it was, realizing that food was a good thing was <laughs> nice. Because I really hadn't had an appetite for probably a couple of months. Yeah. And when the food showed up, it not only, you know, was like a tray of food, but it smelled good. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't eat the whole thing by, right. you know, by any stretch. But what I ate, and it was like there was rice and protein and like some really good seasonings it was a little spicy not a lot but just a little there was a little kick to it there was some nice black beans it, it was like wow yeah. this is it's like they know me my palate likes yeah and it, then after that food arrived breakfast lunch and dinner and I'd have a little bit of each tray right and it was like oh okay great so food is back on, yeah. uh, on that's good things that are you know pleasurable to me Did you have visitors? Yeah, you know, Jan Oldenburg, who it, you yeah. know lives locally and has been a friend and colleague for over Years. a decade now. She's lived locally. She and John, her husband, moved down here. I want to say it was in 2015, but but anyway, they're local. And she came and saw me a couple times in the hospital. Oh, good. And, you know, my sister's here. Yes. And my sister's keeping the home fires burning. And then I really, after after starting Thursday morning, I'm like, okay, I feel trapped here. We got to figure this out. I got to get out of here.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: You know, but how do I do that? And as it turned out, Saturday was the day that I was going to go over the wall. So I did. Lovely. So. So I'm glad that well. you are
0: all looking and sounding like yourself yeah
1: Um, yeah so far so good yeah i know that there's a lot of people eager for news and the the folks people who actually know me i.e you etc people who actually know me and who they're in my phone and i'm in theirs etc people are welcome to call me but again whether or not i answer the phone is up to did i see did i see the phone ringing And am I in a position to be able to, but it's fine. And I, 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 again, I welcome calls. All right, darling.
0: It's good to see you. It's good to talk to you. Good to be seen. Yes. Take care of yourself. We'll talk again.
1: I will. Love you,
0: man. I love you too. Bye.
1: Okay. Alrighty. Bye-bye.
0: Stage four Mets. Rehydrating eating, and working. I'd say that was a successful hospitalization. Casey, thanks for your view from the inside, looking out. Thanks to Kayla Nelson, web and social media coach, and Joey Van Leeuwen, musician and arranger. See the show notes, previous podcasts, and other resources through my website, www.health-hats.com. Please subscribe and contribute. If you like it, share it. Thanks. See you around the block.